0: welcome to job title where we dive into exactly that the stories and experiences of all kinds of people with all kinds of job titles this week i have a conversation with emily westing a wardrobe swing for broadway shows in new york city emily's lifelong love of creativity has led her to this career path and it was a nudge from a high school mentor that made her realize that there were options out there to pursue. Emily does a great job of explaining how theater is really like a team sport with the amount of collaboration necessary to make a show go off without a hitch. And it is so cool to hear about the role she gets to play in making sure the cast has their costumes all ready to go, prepared for those quick changes, and everything in between. Listen now. For a window into this job title. Hello, everyone. This is Heidi Nykamp, your host of Job Title, and I am joined today by one of my oldest friends. I think we've known each other since the early 2000s, maybe even 99, not sure, but we attended all of the same schools up until sophomore year of college, including the same study abroad program. I have Emily Westing with me. Hey Heidi! Hello. Thank you for joining me today to have a conversation about what it is you do for your job. I'm excited to hear more about it and share a window into your life with our listeners. Um, but before we jump into that, I like to ask the fun question—a good little reminiscing. Were there any jobs you thought of having as a kid? Like, what was that dream job? Yeah.
1: Um. Well. I remember I dressed up for like, you know, preschool, what do you want to be when you're, when you're in grow up sort of day. One of those days I dressed up as Minnie Mouse. Um, and I don't, I don't know if I actually wanted to be Minnie, like I think I could be Minnie Mouse in real life, or if I just had a polka dot dress and I wanted to wear it to school. Um, you know, the costumes was probably not a very far-fetched, um, profession if you actually look back at my life. Um, but I always knew I wanted to be something creative. I wanted to be a writer. I took a lot of dance classes and so I, it was always going to be something in the creative entertainment field. I love that. And yeah, now we're, you're on that path.
0: Um, I, you know, I think I wanted to be Minnie Mouse at one point too. I remember dressing (laughs) up as Minnie for Halloween one year. Um, so with that creative thought in mind, what is it that you actually do? What is your job
1: title? So I am a swing dresser or a wardrobe swing. All right. I, so
0: what does that look <laughs> like? What does that mean? Your elevator pitch of what your job is?
1: Absolutely. So a dresser's job, so a, a swing dresser is to support performers backstage during a show. We're there to make sure that the costume designer's vision is maintained throughout the run of a production, that, you know, the costumes are maintained well, you know, prevent any backstage costume emergencies, no no pants splitting, no snaps falling off, um, so that the audience really experiences the show the way that the creative team intended. Um, And so a part of that being a swing means that I'm there to fill in when someone um, who's there full-time is out, you know, Someone's out for vacation or something like that. Um, So I know multiple different, what we call a a backstage track um, for a show or for multiple
0: shows. Awesome. I feel like you have this job that a lot of people might dream about working in New York and um, on these big shows and different things like that. Uh, Being a lover of Minnie Mouse and the creative things, (laughs) you kind of mentioned that that line of work was maybe just ingrained in who you were being in a creative field. How did that, like what did that look like when you were thinking about what came after maybe high school? Did you know right away that you were going to study theater or something in wardrobe
1: costume Mm -hmm. design? I didn't. Um, I kind of, I feel like I floundered a lot in high school, figuring out what it was. The thing that I thought I was going to do was to be a writer for the longest time. Um, It wasn't until I was um, a senior when um, our theater director, which I had been part of the productions and I had, you know, been shown to the costume room because I knew how to sew, um, but the theater director decided that she wanted to try something different with the the look of the shows that we were going to be doing. And so, um, you know, she picked a very specific style and it wasn't something that we just had a lot of, you know, in the back of the costume closet. So I had to sort of learn what the costume process was um, and and, you know, do the research, do the script analysis, do the the like sort of pulling together different things and finding different pieces that was really interesting and exciting to me. And in doing that, I, you know, someone came up and, and was like, oh, hey, this is like a really interesting thing that you're doing. You know, people, people do this for a living. And that's something that you could, you could do for the rest of your life. And I was like, oh, I had no idea. I, I really like this. I wonder if that's something I can actually do um and so with that that sort of pushed me into um asking the questions at college visits and um that's that's how i got in into you know getting a degree in this mm-hmm.
0: um yeah yeah that's awesome i love that someone poured into you i feel like that can be such a life changing thing when Someone just makes you aware of what's out there that maybe you didn't know was even a possibility.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Like, I never would have thought that, like, there's so much to something like theater that there. it's not just someone on stage that you get to, you know, watch and appreciate and enjoy. Like, there's a huge amount of people in this industry, and it takes so many people to make that production that is exciting happen Mm -hmm. for an audience. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's so awesome. I loved hearing that like backstory of where you got to where you are now. When did you learn how to sew?
1: Oh, I was probably in middle school when my mom put me into a summer sewing class. You know, she just wanted to keep me away from the TV for a couple of hours. Um, you know, do something with your summer instead of just watch TV or play games or whatever. Um, so that's that was part of the like how I learned how to sew I can also remember like my mom made play clothes for me growing up and my grandpa uh he was in the army so he had some sewing skills and he would like show me how to sew buttons on things so it's just it's kind of always been a part of my life in -hmm. some way or another
0: yeah oh that's so cool that's awesome so um You've developed these skills even more throughout college, graduated with a degree.
1: What was your degree specifically in? Um, I got a Bachelor of Fine Arts in Theater Design and Technology with a focus, most of those cl- classes um, focused on costumes. Nice. And so obviously,
0: like you worked on a lot of shows while you were in college.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: what was it like trying to find jobs right out of college?
1: It was, it was a bit of a struggle. Um, There, I mean, there are so many different ways that you could go, especially right out of college. Um, I applied for a lot of different apprenticeships and internships um, and, and some staff positions too, which is what I ended up getting. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, that's just my experience. There's a lot of people like you could. You could hop out on a, on a cruise ship right out of college or you don't even necessarily need a, gr- a degree to do wardrobe work. I think um, a lot of it is training on the job, being willing to to work and to learn and to be mentored and, and taught by the people that you're working with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a cool aspect of this industry where you
0: you have to continue learning. It's, it's never ending. You oh, learn absolutely. from everyone around you and maybe even more than you ever could
1: like Mm -hmm. in a traditional education setting yeah a lot of it is very Mm hands-on or figuring out how not to do something so that you know how to do it in the future
0: yeah what were some of those jobs that you had before you
1: um became a swing dresser or a wardrobe swing yeah um so I have I've worked in regional theater at summer theaters. Um, I I also um, was out with a, a tour, a musical on tour, um, which was a really great experience, you know, being able to see a lot, a lot of the country and work with a lot of different people. Um, I have, a, I've been a stitcher, so that is someone who does the alterations and, you know, builds garments from scratch. I've worked as a costume designer to, you know, working with the director to create how, how the visual world of the production um, comes together through the costumes to tell the story. Um, I've also worked in shop management. So doing more logistical things, organizing, scheduling, fitting.
0: Of the jobs that you've had in the past, is there one that like has stuck out as a favorite or that made a really big impact on where you are now? Or have they all kind of just like given you little pieces that you've been able to transfer to the
1: jobs that you have now? I think there's been something from every job that I've been able to take with me to the next one. I think because there's such a variety of work within theater that the the knowledge that I gain working in shop management helps me as a dresser think about the big picture in a way that maybe i wouldn't if i didn't have that experience or if if i know how something how a dress is built for example i can i can have a better idea of where those stress points are going to be where it's most likely to rip um how to maintain it how to how to prevent those kind of um how to prevent it from breaking how to make sure it lasts as long as it can I think specifically touring was a really good experience for me because it did allow me to do something, you know, it's because it, it's the same show that you're doing mm-hmm. for nine, ten months at a time. So you really do get to see in each city, the different people, how they approach dressing track because I I was an assistant supervisor so I was backstage not running the costume changes but making sure that they were happening the way they were supposed to you the shows hire local dressers in each city you don't travel with a wardrobe team in the same way that you would you know you have your dressers on Broadway so it let me see how people interpret directions and um, anticipate different problems that might come up from that it also helped me keep my eyes open and be really aware of everything that's happening around me because it's not just costume pe- pieces and people that are moving around backstage you have you have props you have sound people you have um scenic pieces um you know sometimes you have things coming up you know in the fly system over your head and that yeah. is a huge safety thing that you really need to be aware of yeah
0: yeah, that's a lot of like attention to detail, both the the big obvious things that are for safety reasons, but mm-hmm. even like down to thinking about where there might be stress points in a garment. That's huge. And things that mm-hmm. I wouldn't have even thought of, but like it's a beautiful way that your mind can think with all of the experiences that you've had to make sure mm-hmm. things go off without a hitch that everyone gets to play their part together. Um, I just think that's really beautiful. And I mean, theater in and of itself is beautiful because you get to tell stories and share experiences with people and they can make memories. So that's just so cool. And I'm so glad that Mm -hmm. you've like been on this pathway, this career path and had these experiences and now are where you are, which, what does like a day look like for you when, You are told like, hey, we need someone to run this track at whatever show it might be.
1: Yeah. So when I come in for a show, um, standard crew call is an hour and a half before the curtain, before the show starts. Um, So that gives you enough time to do all of your prep work. Um, If there are people in the cast who are, um, you know, if, if, if you have someone not in the show that normally is in the show. Um, if they, if somebody's out because they're sick, because they're on vacation, because they had an injury, you have to move their costume pieces out of the way so that, you know, an understudy can come in. So you have to do that sort of switch out stuff. Um, you need to check in your costumes, make sure everything is where it's supposed to be at the top of the show. Um, sometimes you need to move things to different locations. Um, if somebody is gonna grab a coat on stage, you, it needs to be on the right spot. You need to make sure that all the all the snaps are securely on, so nothing's gonna fall apart. You know, make sure that nobody stepped on a skirt in the previous show and and tore something. So that's that's everything that happens in the hour and a half before the show. Once all of that stuff is done, you also need to deliver laundry to your performers. I like to stop by and say hello at half hour to curtain, which is when the cast is called. Um, when the cast needs to show up, um, sometimes half, I need only a half hour before. Yeah, so wow. that's yeah. I think there are probably. I mean, people show up before then, but that's when they're required to start to gotcha. be in okay. their dressing rooms to sign to sign in. Um, okay. So, like, if someone wants to be there earlier, they're more than welcome to, of course. Right, like move um, at a more leisurely pace or something, or mm-hmm. or. Um, I'm sure with shows that have more involved like makeup or prosthetic stuff, they probably have uh, different situations where they show up earlier to get that, to make that happen. Um, so I'll, I'll make sure that they have their laundry items. Um, sometimes I help people get their mics on if, you know, sometimes uh, people wear mics in a bra or something. So, you know, help them get into that. Um, And then I'm, I'm kind of on standby in case something is needed during that half hour time period, you know, uh, Oh, there's a run in my tights. So I'll go grab some fresh tights for them. And once the show starts, I'm, I'm, I'm there doing, doing the job. I set changes. I move costume pieces around. I hand off water bottles. I, you know, do the quick changes, um, Sometimes people need sweat towels because there's a lot of dancers and it's hot and they're moving around <laughs> and dancing their, dancing their legs off. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm there to support the cast and to help out the other dressers, deal with any issues as they come up. And then at the end of the show, you collect your laundry and off you go. Yeah, do you drop it off
0: somewhere? Or like, do you, is there like so, a room at each theater?
1: Yeah, yeah, There's okay. there's a, a, a wardrobe room and then there's usually some washing machines especially at the broadway theaters gotcha um, there's just, all it's in a lot house. of all in-house um, mm-hmm. dry cleaning is sent off to dry cleaners but the you know just socks and tights and things are all washed at the theaters yeah. mm-hmm. awesome so how long
0: does an average show run like time of uh, time of the actual show like two hours
1: Mm -hmm. probably two and a half hours or so okay there's a range of shows the shortest one that I've worked on was 90 minutes the longest one I'm working on right now is three hours oh wow yeah but that includes an intermission break okay gotcha Mm -hmm.
0: oh that is interesting I've been to some Broadway shows but haven't really like taken the notice of how long they actually are but like that's Mm -hmm. your go time you're on you're like is there a lot of like quick stop and start obviously if you have like a quick change is it a lot of waiting or like what's it like behind Mm -hmm. the scenes
1: yeah every show is different so there are, are some shows that it feels very hurry up and wait So everybody gets gets ready and we're ready for the for the moment when everybody runs off stage and everybody's going to change all at the same time. And then you do it and then you're going to wait for a little bit until the next time your actors leave stage. Um, There are other shows that, you know, that that whole two and a half hours, three hours, you're moving things around. You're you don't have time to pull out your phone or pull out a book. Um, So there's a big range. It just kind of depends on the needs of that particular show, Mm -hmm. how how heavy. How, how many quick changes are there? How, how many costume pieces are there?
0: How many like people in your position might there be backstage?
1: I'm sure Um, that also
0: varies per show, but
1: yeah, I think seven is probably typical of a good size musical. Lots of moving pieces. (laughs) I mean, especially if you think about a musical, there's the whole ensemble and
0: is that what they're called or the chorus? Yeah. the ensemble. Learning the terms. Okay. Um, yeah. Lots of people that you're, you're taking care of really, like all of mm-hmm. those, those details. So when you're working backstage um, it's probably a combination of independent versus collaborative tasks. What, like, what would you work on more independently?
1: Yeah. So as a swing, I go in and I'm, I'm trained on a particular, track someone's typical backstage duties um, so once I've been trained at that I'm responsible for knowing that I make my own little cheat sheet note cards to keep in my pocket um, and I and I'm responsible for knowing that and doing that throughout the performance that being said everything in theater is a collaboration you know I like to say that Broadway is a team sport. We might have different positions. We might be better at different things, but we're all working towards the same goal. We all want to have a seamless performance where everything happens exactly the way it's supposed to, um, where the audience doesn't ever notice something awry if something does go awry because things you know always there's always something that happens that's unexpected. But also to do a costume change, there's always going to be at least two people. It's going to be a dresser and a performer. Sometimes you have more people on that if it's mm-hmm. something that's really quick or really complicated, you know, or or even just someone who has brought a costume piece from the other side of the stage to you so you can do the change. It's entirely a team effort. It's, it's not, it's never a, a one person show, even, even if it is ha 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 a (laughs) one-person show that you're seeing that's a good one
0: that's a good (laughs) one (laughs) um in a quick change like how quick might it be oh it it can be quick
1: it can be I don't know like seconds it can be seconds depending on insane depending on the tricks the yeah like I'm thinking of I I didn't work on frozen but there's that moment where you know, yeah. Elsa's dress just slides back and, like, right. she's on stage. You never see it coming.
0: But there's people
1: who but are there making are people, it happen. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so crazy. That's yeah. so crazy. So, when you are learning a track, are you like at a rehearsal or are you following someone at a performance and like taking notes then?
1: Yeah. I'm following someone during a performance. So, I get most shows, they give you three performances to follow and you can do whatever works best for you what i like to do is the first night i have their their printed out notes that that person has made like this is what i do throughout the night i have those notes i'm watching i'm asking questions i'm writing my own little notes in the margins to say like oh i have to make sure i wait for the person who's carrying that table to get out of the way before i move Um, so i i Mostly observe the first night, the second night, I like to uh, have have my hands on things that sort of tactile visual combination for me really helps. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the third time, if I've been able to if I had a, enough of a a break between performances to like sit down and study my notes, I like to have I like to do it as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, I also call it sort of an audiobook night where the person who's usually there will be with me the whole time. And like, Nope, you're like, make sure you go over on that side of the thing there. Or, um, Emily, you're forgetting that, that mm-hmm. shoe over there. Like it, it fell behind the chair just so I, so I'm getting the pieces, the traffic, because you know, nobody's ever going to let you fail because we're all working towards the same goal. Mm-hmm. But Ha- being able to get my hands on things and being able to know that the direction is there is really helpful for me when yeah. I'm getting something into my brain. It's like this whole choreography that's unseen. Backstage. It really is. Who's it per- really like, is who comes up with that choreography? <laughs> so that is that comes from the wardrobe supervisor and okay. the the dressers during technical rehearsals, tech rehearsals when a show is is starting from the beginning. Um, so there are long rehearsals where you you have the cast coming together for the first time with the costumes with the props with the scenic elements with the light um and and you just start at the top of the show and you go and like oh that change is happening a lot faster than we thought it was going to how do we make it happen within the time that we have Mm -hmm. how can we how can we Choreograph this change really is what it is. Yeah. Um, and how do we make sure that these pieces that they took off during the change get to where they need to go in the next change? Because um, sometimes it is a back and forth sort mm-hmm. of shifting of costumes. Yeah. That's so mm-hmm. crazy. It's
0: like everything behind the curtain is, is this <laughs> own world that we don't get to see. So it's fun to have this little window into what yeah. it is. It looks like cause it, it's so important. It makes the whole, like the rest of everything go. And this is just one part. I mean, like you said, there's lighting, there's sound, there's Mm-hmm. so many things that go into it and we just have no idea as like a patron of the theater just sitting in the audience what's going on and we're just but enjoying not- what we see
1: but that's the goal right yeah, like- <laughs> that's the, that's the point we want you to be enjoying that and not thinking about what it is we're doing because we want you to be enjoying the show and to be listening to the story that we're presenting you yeah
0: which is amazing and beautiful so like it sounds like a lot of fun it sounds like a lot of work are there any like what's your workspace like when you are backstage? Is it crowded? Is it really dark? Because I mean, things have to be all lit up and pointing
1: to the stage.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It is it is small and it is dark and it is crowded. <laughs> um there's a lot of stairs. A lot of Broadway theaters are older buildings, so like elevators weren't really a priority. So sometimes you're Walking up five flights of stairs a couple times a day, which you know every day is leg day. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But you know it's also New York City, and you know you gotta you gotta use every every little nook and cranny that you have. You have to make the most out of the space that you have. I've seen so many creative storage solutions um, because we're gonna use every every corner that we can find to to stash a box of things that we will need later or hang up a costume that we only need for this one act so we're gonna stow it above us during the other act um so it it's very very cramped but yeah that's crazy (laughs) are those things that you
0: knew before moving out there like did you know about the environment i don't know we're not big city
1: girls (laughs) we're not big city girls that's very true i'm sure i'm sure in my head i knew that it you know, it's not the most glamorous of spaces. It was the first backstage space I was in. I was a little surprised at how small it was. Um, And then also being on tour, you know, some of those houses, some of the theaters at bigger cities around the country, you know, they have a lot of, a lot of space to spread out in. Um, But also some of the theaters we went to were very small and we had to, you know, puzzle piece ourselves into the the space that we had there so I I had an idea that it was going to be small but sometimes it surprises me just how small they are
0: Mm -hmm.
1: yeah oh that's an
0: unexpected piece like something I definitely wouldn't have thought of (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. when did you decide to move out to New York or how did that come to be
1: yeah I I decided to move to New York while I was touring. Um, I had a really great experience while I was out on the road. I'm so, so grateful for everything that I learned while I was on the road, but I also learned that I am a person who really likes having a kitchen and a pantry and a closet, and I didn't particularly enjoy moving around all of the time and if I wanted to be in one place and be doing theater it kind of felt like New York City was the only place to be Mm -hmm. Um, there are like there are of course other places that you can go and work in theater but for the things that I wanted to do it felt like this was where I needed to be
0: yeah and you're there Here (laughs) here you are Working on all these different shows and like what's the community like working in theater on Broadway mm-hmm. with different shows, even like
1: is there yeah. like co- commonalities or threads that like you see? I, I think theater really attracts a very eclectic bunch of people. I work with folks of all ages, experience levels, people who have gone to college for this, people who have had, you know, midlife career changes. Uh, people have been, been backstage their whole lives, people whose parents have been doing this, people who were performers, um, and then decided they wanted to do stuff backstage. Um, theater is a community that attracts a lot of people who don't necessarily feel like they fit elsewhere. Um, it's a really accepting and open community, which is really wonderful.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. And you get to meet all kinds of new people, especially when you do
1: work in on different shows. Oh, absolutely. It's it's so cool to see just how different everyone is and how many different ways people have gotten to where they are. Um, It's so cool. I love hearing my coworker stories. That's awesome. Like you get to
0: appreciate the crazy nonlinear paths.
1: Absolutely. All
0: kinds of people can take. And that's mm-hmm. like that's one of my goals in this podcast is just to bring some encouragement that there's a lot that can happen in life. And you're not, you don't have to just be set on one single track
1: mm-hmm. or have it
0: look the same for your whole like you can. Um and there's couldn't, couldn't be fulfillment in that if that's like what you love. But there's a lot of beauty in mixing things up and seeing Absolutely. where life takes you. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. Um what are some highlights of having the job that you have? Um,
1: I never get bored, <laughs> which I really love. I I like that as a, as a swing specifically, I really have to use my brain. I can't go on autopilot because um, I'm doing a different show every time, um, whether it's just because I'm covering for somebody else and I am responsible for different actors or I'm at a different theater that night. Um, And I like that challenge. I like, it sometimes feels like there's a big puzzle in my brain um, that is each show. And sometimes if I'm running track A, I can can stop and listen to the music and like, oh, if I'm running track B, then that means I need to be over on the other side of stage in that wing and I'm getting ready for that actor. But if I'm running track C, then I'm going to be in the basement and I'm going to be getting ready for that thing. So it's a, it's a very satisfying puzzle, especially when I've learned multiple tracks on one specific show that I just, Mm -hmm. I, I have that picture of what, what is happening at this moment for everybody. And I, I think that's really fun and really cool. The organizational side of my brain really gets excited about that. Um, And it's, it's also, it's Broadway and it's always been that kind of, you know, amazing and iconic thing to me. I love being part of it. And I, I love being able to hear the audiences react to the show every night because sometimes people laugh at things that you don't think they're going to laugh at. Or sometimes people, you know, gasp audibly when they're surprised by something like, oh, they're really listening tonight. I love listening to understudies and, and swings go on. Um, in the cast you know they bring out something new everybody has their own specific flavor that they bring to a, a show and I think that's really exciting like you were saying there's choreography that happens backstage too and it's not always just like the specifics of the job sometimes you know we make up our own fun little little bits that we do every night backstage to keep each other on our toes make each other laugh um it's connections that you make with coworkers that are really exciting and fun and just mm-hmm. make you excited to be there. Yeah. It's sounds like just such a
0: joyful and creative place to exist. And I'm sure that making those connections is also important for building a network and getting opportunities too. Is has that played a role in like how you've gotten different jobs? Is
1: like knowing people? Absolutely. Which can be frustrating at times especially if you're newer to the area or newer to a an area i you know sometimes i i send out resumes when i'm looking for something new um or but yeah sometimes it it can be more of who you know um at a particular moment which can be really frustrating but it can also be really wonderful sometimes i will get I will, I will just get a random text message from somebody who's saying that, Hey, I got your phone number from, from this person who I worked with. She said that you were great. We need somebody to come in. Are you available? It's been more common for me to get work that way than by sending out my resume or, or dropping Mm -hmm. off a resume or that sort of thing. Um, Which again, it can be frustrating, but sometimes it's really wonderful because it, it shows that your coworkers trust you and they see your ability to do something really well. And they Mm -hmm. are offering that to somebody else too. Um, yeah. Which is really encouraging.
0: Yeah. It speaks to the community aspect of things. Like Mm -hmm. we're in this together. We want to help each other out. You get to value and appreciate those around you for how they operate and like the skills that you each can bring, Mm -hmm. Um, which is really beautiful.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah
0: yeah, it is what about some challenges like realistic challenges I know you said cramped dark spaces lots of stairs uh-huh the physical side of things is there anything else that is like a realistic challenge
1: yeah the I know there's a lot of people who have a bit of a struggle with work-life balance and you know theater as an industry is kind of in, is very inconsistent um, the hours are hard. You're gonna be working six days a week. You work at night and sometimes that means that I don't see my non-theater friends for a while. We have to be really specific about trying to make connections with each other and spend time with each other. I am not currently thinking about like having a family. I don't have kids, but I'm sure that is also a difficult thing for people who have kids. like how do you how do you be a parent and work nights? in that sort of way when like my kids in school during the day and then I'm off doing a show at night. And I'm sure that is a a difficult part for people to not that there aren't parents in this industry. There are so Mm -hmm. many great moms and dads that I see and, you know, show me all the pictures of their kids. I really (laughs) love that. But it's also, a, like you said, really physically demanding. You know, it's there's not elevators. You need to be able to carry baskets of shoes and heavy costumes and move up and down stairs really quickly. And sometimes you have to get on your knees for like changing shoes really quickly mm-hmm. or helping people change their pants really quickly. So it's not uncommon for people to have joint injuries at younger ages, which is something I'm trying to avoid, you know, Ooh, yeah. Do, do the physical therapy and, <laughs> and take care of my body. Yeah. And it's Another part of the inconsistency, you know, sometimes working as a swing, you have those feast and famine times of of work when sometimes I'm so, I have so much work offered to me that I can't take it all. Mm -hmm. Um, You can't be in two places at once. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. You can't, you just, it's not possible. Um, It's not a consistent schedule, which Mm -hmm. sometimes is really nice because then you can, do something really last minute and and impromptu but sometimes it is just kind of frustrating and like Mm -hmm. I don't know if I should plan a vacation for that particular week because maybe I'll be offered a lot of work that week or not that I have to take work I'm not required to take it I'm not you know paid to be available but Mm -hmm. I like to take the work if it's offered to me I like being at my job Mm -hmm. I like being there um yeah
0: so, some realistic challenges to everything, but mm-hmm. like overall takeaway is this like a job that you would recommend? like are there people like if you were to give advice to people interested in this career path, mm-hmm. what would you say?
1: I would say that it's it's hard. It is a hard field to be in. I think it's absolutely worthwhile, and I love it. It's something that I think if you love it, it is. Possible to do it. I think you need to be ready to ask a lot of questions and always be open to feedback. And remember that this is a community and it is built a lot on relationships. So, kindness, I think, is always going to be key. Being teachable and having a strong work ethic is going to get you really far because it's a small community and everybody knows everybody gotta be a kind human (laughs) you have to be a kind human you have to realize that yes sometimes we're really stressed out and everybody gets dramatic sometimes but how do you come back after a bad moment and say I'm sorry that was that was rude of me I need to I'm sorry that was not about you Mm -hmm. that was about me or vice versa realizing that maybe somebody else in the room is having a bad day and it comes out at you just because you're there. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's probably true of most, most employment, Mm -hmm. most communities, most workplaces. Um, You're in the unique setting where there might be some really intense,
0: like we've got to nail it, be Mm -hmm. dead on. So like it could foster some of that anxiety or stress, but I think that is a valuable lesson we could all learn. <laughs> just ex- extend a little bit more grace because we're all going through different things. or yeah. like just the unexpected can happen. Just mm-hmm. like you said like unexpected things happen all the time in shows, whether or not it's perceived by the audience, there's just a lot that you have to stay on your toes for. but it sounds like an industry of a lot of passion and community and purpose and love and just like mm-hmm. sharing a little bit of joy or a little bit to learn or a little bit of like what it takes to live in community and be part of the story mm-hmm. which is so beautiful yeah and I love that I get to be a patron of the arts I had friends growing up in high school and everything who like were really into theater like yourself. And that was never something that I did, but I always appreciated that I could support from the audience. And so I hope people take the opportunity to go to all of these shows. I mean, Broadway is so iconic, like you said, and it can make those lasting memories to go experience something new and different and Mm -hmm. creative. So I'm glad that you've landed in the job that you have and that you can continue to grow and be challenged and yeah, hopefully I'll get to hear more about it as the years go on. Absolutely. (laughs) Anytime. (laughs) So before we, before we leave, it can be related to theater or not, but what would be like your best piece of life advice that you've ever received that you can share with our listeners?
1: Um, I think I would say that it is, it's good and it is okay to change your mind and you should also let others do the same. That can be about something at work. That can be about something in life. It can be about your job in general. I think mm-hmm. it is good for us to be okay with letting ourselves grow.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. There's a lot of change that can happen in life and a lot to learn from it. Mm-hmm. And we're not alone in that. Absolutely. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, all right. Well, thank you so much, Emily, for joining me and sharing about your job. And your job title. Um, We'll
1: talk again soon. Thanks so much for having me, Heidi. This was a great conversation.
0: Thanks for joining me this week. Being able to share your stories is what I love. We all have different journeys to get to where we are today. And I love how Emily's story involved lifelong creativity, trying different formats of working in theater before moving out to New York and building a sense of community in the theater world. Emily is someone who can perform a quick change, change costumes, changes, placement of wardrobe pieces. And she also reminded us that change is good and it is okay, both inside your work life and otherwise. I love how we get to see how your job title isn't fully defining and it can also teach you a lot about life and that it's something to value. So. If you love your job and would like to share more about it, send me an email at Heidi at JobTitlePodcast.com or head to JobTitlePodcast.com for more information. Thanks again. Until next time.